Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Can everybody hear me? We just liked a little echo. Yeah. Can everybody hear me? Ben, can you yes. hear me okay? Um, And so hello to all our South Shore neighbors. This is Mary Baker. I am here with the McNamara broker team at Boston Connect Real Estate. I have Sharon McNamara in-house with me and Melissa Wallace. We can't hear them right now, but I promise they're sitting right next to me if you're tuning into Facebook Live. Um, Ben, how's everything everything looking over there? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, no, doing all right. Uh, How's everybody else doing? Uh, Just kind of getting through another Tuesday, you know, looking forward to talk real estate. Well, we're certainly going to be talking real estate. We have a little bit of a controversial topic going on tonight, right? So um, we're going to be talking about, are you paying too much for this house? So I feel like it's almost like a little HDTV show, um, like love it or list it. Am I paying too much? Am I not? Um, And in this market, it's really, really hard, especially from a buyer's perspective to um, know what the right value for every house is. So I think I think it'll be an interesting one. I think it'll be a good one. Um, my ladies over here are just getting us all ready. I don't know, Sharon, yeah. maybe I'm here. I don't know. What do you think? Do you yeah, think? loud and clear, Sharon. Okay. So uh, we are uh, live and we are talking about um, sort of an interesting topic. Like we said, I know we'll have least You call it interesting. I call it controversial. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting for sure because it's interesting to see how people, um, you know, it matters what side you're on when you hear that the market is hot. What does that mean to you as a seller? And what does that mean to you as a buyer? Uh, So we're going to sort of break that down. We're only on until seven o'clock tonight. So I just want to make sure that all of our listeners know that we're only on until 7 p.m. There's some big news going on with politics uh, here at seven o'clock at WATD. So at the top of the hour, we will shift right over to Ben. But if you would like to ask us any questions in regard to real estate, it doesn't have to be about the topic that we are discussing. Um, If you just have any general questions for us, you know that we are here for you. So please give us a buzz. 781-837-4900. That is the direct line to uh, WATD studio and Ben will pipe you in. 
And uh, the other thing, we had a great caller last week too. So thank you for that. Uh, Mary wasn't with us last wasn't. week. We missed you. I was painting. Yeah, you were I painting was last week, it. and then you got your hair painted today. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so you're it's, all it's blondy. A it's a trend. <laughs> um, and Melissa is working hard at getting us live on Facebook, so you can go to the McNamara Broker Teams page uh, on Facebook or any of the Connect pages like Pembroke Connect, Marshfield Connect, all of those great pages that we uh, founded on um, Facebook, and you can watch us live. Uh, as we are in studio, so you will be able to see us. We're not sure if Dustin will be joining us or not. I thought that he would be, but um, apparently he is not tonight. Uh, but hey, that's all right. It's all right. It's back to the girls club hey, here. Yeah, we've done this without him before. We can certainly survive. Yeah, <laughs> so, go, go girls club. Yeah. We'll be here. So I don't know, uh, Ben, are we ready for Lisa DeMilo yet? Absolutely. Lisa's standing by right now. All right. Well, perfect. Let's listen to uh, the traffic report from Lisa DeMilo in the WETV Traffic Center. Well, thanks, Sharon, and hello there to everybody. It's been a while. The expressway southbound's tough from the tunnel down to the on-ramp from Freeport Street. Northbound slow from Granite Ave up to Freeport Street. Route 3 South's all clear down through the south shore. 93 South, that's slow approaching Route 28. Northbound's heavy from Route 28 to Route 37. And Route 24 South's still a bit sluggish from 93 down towards Route 139. This report is sponsored by Unbound.org. A girl in Kenya dreams of becoming a doctor. An elder in Guatemala dreams of being part of a community. Reach out and change their world, and it will change your own. Unbound.org. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we are back. I'm sure Lisa DeMilo gave everybody a great traffic report. Unfortunately, we still can't hear. So we have to go back and listen to our report um, or our podcast to actually find out what's going on. But that's okay. We all live so close. We actually don't sit in the traffic, but we care about you guys. Um, so again, we have a short show tonight. So we're only on until seven. Um, and we are going to be talking about the topic of, you know, what is too much to be paying for a house in this incredibly strong seller's market? Um, um, or what, and um, Sharon, you coined the term emotional value as of yeah. recently. So mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to go into in depth into what fair market value is. How is that determined? What appraised value is? How is that determined? And then what's emotional value? Because mm -hmm. they're different. All yeah. three of them. Absolutely. So it's appraised value, market value, and emotional value. Yep. So um, the appraised value, let's get into, why don't you talk about that for a little bit, about what you feel the appraised value, it, what the, no, not what you feel. Tell everybody what the appraised value is and what that means. Okay. So appraised value is determined um, by essentially how we would determine value for any house. We've talked many times about how we determine the value of properties um, through CMA, so comparative market analysis. Um, sorry, pause. Um, so through comparative market analysis as we go into the MLS, which is the multiple listing service MLS pin, and we compare like houses to like houses that have sold over the past six months. And what that means is if you have a four bedroom Cape style house with a two car garage, we're comparing you to a four bedroom Cape style house with a two car mm -hmm. garage as closely as we can mm -hmm. um, in the same town or at least within a vicinity, a one mile vicinity. Mm -hmm. 
certain towns can fall out of that, but usually the rule of thumb via an appraiser is one mile radius, right? Mm -hmm. um, hi, Mel. Hi. <laughs> and we have Melissa Wallace. Yeah. Can everyone hear me? Yes, we oh, can. Perfect. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> We're... We're a colorful bunch today, except for me over there. Yeah. In the white. Anyway. It's all about fall. Fall is our jam. Fall is our jam. I'm wearing booties. And it's today the best. is the first day of fall. Oh, is it? It mm -hmm. is. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Fall right. into... All right. We have a short market. show when we're down okay, our ladies, okay? So back to appraised value. So that's... Um, we're in MLS. We're comparing like houses to each other. We're only looking at the past six months worth of sales. Um, and that is what an appraiser does, which is why we do it the same way when we do our comparative market analysis. Mm -hmm. So I have a buyer, buyer buys the house, buyer gives their purchase and sales agreement to the bank, bank orders a private appraisal, an appraiser comes out and then does the same exact exercise that we did during our comparative market analysis, mm -hmm. finding comparables and comps to justify mm -hmm. the price that the buyer is paying for that house. So. Can you talk a little bit about why that would be controversial in a market like this, where buyers are purchasing properties so far exceeding the asking price mm -hmm. um, and why it's important to know what the appraised value or the fair market value mm -hmm. in that sense is? All right. So you keep on using fair market value. So yes. I feel like fair market value would be the range that we give when we do a comparative market analysis. Mm -hmm. So I guess that we could add that into our little, um, and it's actually a great blog. So it would be appraised value, fair market value, um, fair value is what you're saying. So it's yeah. and then market value. But when I think of market value, I'm thinking, what do I think from a as a marketing professional that we could, you know, what would the market bear? What what are we seeing? What trends are we seeing? So we've recently been seeing obviously things tick up um, with pricing. So I, when I'm doing my analysis, it seems of late that you know when I do the appraisal, that's more like appraisal driven. That I tell my clients these this is the range where you would be. This is where you should expect to see offers. And then I say, from a marketing perspective, this is what I've sort of seen. Because I look at six months, but I also look at a three-month range because I want to see which way I feel the market is going. Mm -hmm. So the market value to me is, do I feel as if you can sort of test the market a little bit yep. to see if a buyer is willing to pay you more than what that um, appraised value is? So we are able to do that. And then the new one, and as you said, I coined, I guess, is emotional value. And emotional value basically comes down to this. How much is a buyer willing to pay for a house in order to secure the house? Right? Yes. So, and those are the numbers when you keep on hearing the market so hot, they got $50,000 over asking. We're seeing some, I know that Jasmine had called in, uh, you know, what, probably about a month or two ago. And she said, what was it? $100,000 over yeah, asking. I, be I believe it. So, um, and then sometimes people will say when you're doing an analysis, when they hear, oh, the market's hot, the market's hot. That's why I love the way that I do my analysis. I bring you right into MLS. I'm showing you what's on the market because I have to be prepared for what an appraiser is going to say. 100%. And an appraiser will make or break the deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it matters how much money the buyer is going to be putting down um, on, you know, on the property, right? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. You were going to say something? Um, no, I, I wasn't. <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to... <laughs> Take a, break. take a breath, take a breath. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Where do we want to start with the, do we want to start with appraisals or what? I don't know where, mm -hmm. where we want to. 
take this journey. So what we were, well, we just sort of went through what the three uh, different things are that people are finding. So when we're working with buyer clients, just like I just said, when I'm working with the seller client, what I'm focusing on are those numbers and where I feel the range should be. And if you get anything over that, I think that that's great. But I think, Mel, I mean, you look at when we're getting multiple offers, you're looking at how these offers are coming in and you're seeing a lot of times you see, don't you see, why don't you tell people what you're seeing? You're seeing a lot of the same offers that are very similar. Then you're seeing some where are very high. So I would say that's emotional, right? Yeah. You sort of, um, in, um, you sort of go back to, you know, what is the most important um, in an offer to the seller? Mm -hmm. Um, Is it the price? Is it the conditions? Um, Is it what type of loan they're going for? How much they're going for in the loan? Um, You know, I think that if they provide a love letter, they're probably buying with emotion. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, everyone knows I love the love letter and mm-hmm. I didn't even read any of them that we got on, um, on that, <laughs> in Hanson. Um, every, every single one had one, so I didn't even read them. Um, but I just think that it, it's interesting because when we start to, um, if we have an offer deadline and we start to get to that deadline, we start to see all of the offers trickle in. And um, the first thing I look for is price. And then I look for how much they're financing. And then I look to see, um, mm-hmm. you know, what else are their conditions, um, whether they have a home inspection or if they're waiving their appraisal contingency and, and all that stuff. So, um, and then I sort of look to see what kind of, um, what kind of loan they're going for. But, you know, we had to, when we got so many offers on our Hanson house, we had to ask the, the, the seller, like, what's the most important to you? Because there were so many good mm-hmm. offers, but they were good in their own way. Mm-hmm. So whether it's, we had offers that were good because of the price, we had offers good because of the contingencies. Mm-hmm. We had offers mm-hmm. good because of, you know, financing or cash, you know, so it's, it's interesting. I feel like a lot of the properties have been we've been putting on the market. The offers have sort of kind of been all over the place, mm-hmm. and and each offer had good parts to it. So it really comes down to what is the most important mm-hmm. to the seller. And Mary, you um, do you know you work with a lot of our buyers, so I'd say you're the buyer specialist on our team. What is some of the advice you're giving to your clients? Like I know that recently you put an offer in for somebody and the house was on the market for 450 and they went in at 425 mm-hmm. and that was probably based on your recommendation. Yeah. So why don't you tell people how you're cuz I also know that you're working with a buyer and they make sometimes you make deci- they make decisions that you're not fond of? I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think this is a really, really hard, it's a, it's a good question. And it's, Mm -hmm. um, it's a hard market for a buyer to be in and a hard one to give advice in if you're a real estate agent, because Mm -hmm. well, surely all day I could say, um, you know, the house that you're talking about, I could say all day that I don't believe it's worth any more than four and a quarter. Uh-huh. 425. Um, and in all reality, that probably is the fair market value for that house. That is yeah. the, mar- that is the, that is what, um, the house should be put on the market for. And that's what it should sell for, uh-huh. um, priced according to the condition that it was in. Um, but in reality, there are so, there's such an influx of buyers out there that even that house went several thousand dollars over asking. It was a listed for 450. Um, my advice to the buyers was to go in at 425 based off of the numerous things that I could see 
personally that were Mm -hmm. issues in the house. Um, And that was prior to having a home inspection. So, you know, what is the return on investment? What's the ROI going to be at the end of the day if you pay over market value for this house and then put an extra $25,000 of work into it when it's just exterior maintenance type things? the potential for that specific house wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Were they absolutely positively in love with that house? No. So that also made it um, difficult for them to want to pay over asking for it. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they were they were on board with the idea of, all right, we're gonna go, this is, you know, the house needs some work. It's listed, it's overpriced in my opinion. I'm gonna offer less than asking. Um, if I get it, great, if I don't, Okay, well then I didn't I didn't overpay for the house. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it because I wasn't willing to overpay for it. Mm-hmm. That was the mentality that they were taking. Those same buyers then go to a different house mm-hmm. that suits their needs a little bit better and whilst it doesn't have all of the issues that the previous house had on the exterior, um, they it needed updating on the interior and the return on investment for them was greater in their opinions than the previous house. So they went and paid 25 or they paid over asking for the next house. Mm -hmm. So it really, so that's where the emotional value comes from. It's, you never know what they're going to fall in love with. It's, you know, it's like love at first sight, right? Yeah. So my, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I'm just, uh, it could also be where they're at in the process as well. So if they've been looking for a long time or if they're sort of under the gun where they have to find a property because their property that they're selling is Mm -hmm. um, under agreement um, and they don't want to lose their buyer. I mean, there's so many factors as to why somebody would overbid Mm -hmm. on a property. Um, And, you know, and I don't like to say you know, desperation. But, yeah, you know, it, is. It, it could be because in this market, there's nothing mm-hmm. like, you know, if, if there's something that comes on the market, Mary, you were looking at surrounding towns of how many properties are on the market. There I was mean, nine in Rockland as nine of yesterday. Nine in Rockland. Nine. Mm-hmm. And, and we're about to put something on the market in Rockland, which we're going to talk about uh, the last few minutes of, mm-hmm. of the show. We actually have three new listings coming on the market, but mm-hmm. um, there's just Yeah, so stay tuned. Yes. One is in Hingham and one is in Pembroke and one is in Rockland. Mm-hmm. So if you want the down low, you get an idea. You got to stay to the end. Stay to the end. Yeah, you have to stay to the end. That's um, our teaser. <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like it's it it also one of the factors is how long have the buyers been looking mm-hmm. for it and, mm-hmm. and sort of where they're at in the process if they have something to sell are they renting blah 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 mm-hmm. so you know there's there's just so many factors into into you know making that decision. Mm-hmm. So, so I just want to let our WATD listeners know that you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. We are live tonight um, as we usually are. Anyways, uh, we have been in the studio at WATD in the Marshfield uh, studio and. Uh, he's taking phone calls. So if you have any questions for us or if you just want to say hello and chat with us a little bit, we'd love to hear from you. 781-837-4900 is how you can reach us. But we're live in our studio at our home office. Home. Home office, which looks beautiful, by the way, with all the landscaping and the mums and everything else. It looks really good. Kudos, kudos, Mark and Sharon. you're near 19 Mattachusett Street, right in Pembroke Center, across from Stop and Shop, come on in. Say hi. We're here. All right. So go ahead. You were going to say something. I was just going to say, so advice to buyers, because of all those factors that Melissa was talking about, um, 
where they're at in the process. What's what's the motivation? How long have they been looking? What you know? Do they have a property to sell? What's their timeline? Have they missed out on properties before? Mm-hmm. Advice varies from client to client, mm-hmm. but at the same time, with the multiple offer um, situations on a majority of the properties that you see that are being priced accordingly in the marketplace right now. Um, My best advice is to, if you love this house, leave nothing on the table. Mm -hmm. Go in with your absolute best offer. If you're going to regret not getting it over $5,000, then you you should put that $5,000 up because Mm -hmm. who knows when the next time comes around that another house is going to meet meet all of the needs that you want. If you've done all that you can and you've given your best offer and you put your best foot forward, Mm -hmm. then you can't have any regrets. Well, I think, I mean, you have a very good example of putting your best foot forward on this because you never know if the listing agent is actually going to come back and take the time to come back and ask you. Yeah, I got, I got, I got, um, yeah, Doug with that one recently. Mm -hmm. So give an example of that. So with that, uh, I think courtesy-wise in the industry, and this is something that we practice really, really hard, is if you have if you have one offer coming in and then potentially another offer, well, the first offer that came in doesn't necessarily know that there's another offer down the road or that there's another offer coming in. So it's common courtesy to go back to all parties and say, hey, just want to let everybody know I do have multiple offers in. Just not not to even ask for the offer to be revised necessarily, but just for awareness so that um, buyers aren't blindsided, right? Mm-hmm. Buyers aren't blindsided when they say, oh, I was the first offer in, but I got rejected because they got three more offers. Well, and one of the things that I'm seeing, because again, you know, we sort of have our roles, at, you know, in, in our team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we definitely sway on both sides of that role, but... I love when we get an offer from an agent and they say, just so you know, my, my client will, my client is anticipating a counter offer. Well, why, why are you telling me that? First of all, <laughs> so and second, I'm giving, counter. you're giving yeah. everybody in this process more work, mm-hmm. more work. I mean, just put your best foot forward and say, this is, this is our best. I, you know, I just, I don't know. It's just a waste of time. Well, they're not doing, in in that scenario, they're not necessarily doing their buyer any favors by saying, all right, well, we're anticipating that you counter to us. So Mm -hmm. just in case you don't get another offer, please counter to us because I know this isn't what you want to look at. I know. It's a weird, it's a weird strategy to me. Sorry. Mm -hmm. All right. So here's a, here's a question for you. And then. I would love to hear from some people. So 781-837-4900, or you can go on to our McNamara Broker Team page and ask us some questions there on Facebook. So here's the question, ladies. Ready? Okay. This is like I, rapid, I a buzzer. rapid fire type stuff. Okay. And um, we'll take, we'll get an answer from all of us. What Actually, Ben, I have a question for you. Ben, you better be paying attention. Ben, are you there? I'm mostly paying attention. What can I do for you, ladies? <laughs> Um, you know, and it's so hard to hear you, though, that it's still really, really muffled. How about that? Any better? Okay, so I can't ask you the question. I'm not going to do Sorry, that. You're just going to have to You're just going to have to listen. I'll just so, listen. Um, it sounded great and nice and crisp when I was talking to Ben was at home this weekend and Tim was in studio and they practiced with me because I got all the new stuff together. But what's a better strategy? If you're a buyer out there looking for a new home, what is a better strategy? Working with a buyer's agent or trying to put your offer in directly with the listing agent. 
Bum, 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 well, bum, what is the buyer's bum, agent going to say? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about me, obviously. Yeah. Um, so uh, hands down, I think working with a buyer's agent is the, is the better mm -hmm. route, even when negotiating with a separate listing agent. Um, we know the market well. We're trained to know the market. We're um, trained to be able to give you the best advice across multiple different scenarios. It's not only going to help that specific buyer um, get potentially the best deal possible for them on that house, but secure, like um, safety-wise, security-wise, mm -hmm. and you know, making sure that they're protected throughout the transaction. So, I'm I'm going to pick my own position, and I'm going to say work with a buyer station. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Um, I would say work with a buyer's agent. I know what the benefits are for the seller. Um, that could potentially be if, you know, the, their agent represented both sides. But I think as a buyer, it's probably, um, better, uh, for you for negotiations for, to keep everything sort of separate. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that it's your way of knowing that they have your best interest, um, because, you know, they're not also representing the sales. So they're not saying, or they shouldn't be saying things that, um, that are personal, confidential and financial about your mm -hmm. situation um, to, to the other uh, clients. Mm -hmm. So I would say um, a buyer's agent. Yeah. And I, I firmly, I ahead. thought you were going to take a different stance for a second. I was like, I'm really? kind of eager to hear this. Yeah, no, I feel the same way. I think that your best representation is when somebody is representing you. So, but there are two different factors here. So as a listing agent, if you come into my open house and you say that you want to submit an offer, I would say to you, are you working with an agent? Because we we play nice in the sandbox and I'd rather know clients than another agent's client, mm -hmm. right? Um, I wish that was reciprocal, by the way. But anyways, that's another story for another day and a glass of wine. But <laughs> It's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Um, but I do think that... Tequila Tuesday. Tequila Tuesday, for sure. Um, but I think that having a buyer representative on your side is to your advantage because that person is looking out the your fiduciary responsibility is to that buyer right 100%. as a listing agent if you come into my open house and you say i want to submit an offer and you're not working with another agent i say to you well just so you know i represent the seller so i can write up an offer it's almost like you went into sears and wanted to buy a washing machine it could be maytag or it could be kenmore but i still so, sort of still work for sears right yeah so that's actually a pretty good analogy oh well thank you um so it, it's, you know, just like buying something. So I'm really the cashier at that point, right? So um, I'm putting the money in the register, which is my client's pocket, right? Yeah. Right. So that's how that works. However, if you come in and you say, I would like to have buyer representation, I don't have a buyer's agent, then at that point, I could say, well, my team and I can represent you as a buyer's agent, which means anything that you tell me that's personal, confidential, or financial always stays with us and the team. However, anything that the other, you know, that the seller has told me that's personal, confidential, or financial always stays with me. And I think the way that we have it set up with our team works out really, really well because I tend to be the person having those personal financial conversations with the client. I never with the seller, client. with the seller. I'm yep. sorry. Yep. 
I never, ever, ever ask my client, like, what's your bottom number? Yeah. Like, all right, we're going to put the house on the market for 500,000. What's the lowest you would take? I never, ever, ever ask that question. My job is to get them the most amount of money. Yeah. And, you know, so. don't need that info. Yeah. So it it actually is helpful that we don't know that information and you're not part of any of those conversations that I'm having anyways, when it comes to motivation and all that, like, why are they selling? What do they have to, all those things. So if somebody does come in, I say, well, I'll ha- I'll connect you with Mary and Mary will write up an offer yeah. for you. So it works out nicely. There have been times when I haven't even met the client until we got to the closing, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> which is sort of an interesting take on it. So it is called dual agency, which is 100% acceptable in the state of Massachusetts. You just have to make sure that whoever you're working with definitely has a strong vein of integrity. Yeah, yes. Yeah, because people have said to me before, do you find that difficult to do? I'm like, nope, not at all. Like, I don't have a problem at all because I'm never going to tell you anything that my client has told me. And if you ask me to represent you as a buyer's agent, then I can't tell you anything that you've told me to my seller client. It's almost like if you came, if you walked in with ABC Realty, I wouldn't know anything about you anyways. So yeah, that's, that's my take on it. What do you think? My face is on fire. Sorry. <laughs> I am too. Oh my, I looked at myself in the, um, mm. the camera and I'm like a tomato over here, people. Yeah. It's a little warm in here. So I um, never complain about the heat. <laughs> it's okay. We're, we're um, going to make it through. I see. I, I actually, um, enjoy dual agency when we do that mm-hmm. <laughs> personally. Um, not, not from a, Oh yeah, we're selling our own listing, but it's controlling. It's probably because I'm a control freak. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's controlling the situation essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and any any listing agent is probably going to say the same thing. They they like mm-hmm. to control the situation because controlling it means you know when all you know that your deadlines are going to be met um, on mm-hmm. your timeline. You know that communication is going to go smoothly. It's going through one less person. So I mm-hmm. mean, there's different reasons to like that do i still think that it's to a buyer's benefit to have a buyer's agent that represents them solely absolutely but if you haven't gotten to that stage and you walk into an open house and you mm-hmm. um go up to the listing agent and you say hey i want to put in an offer doesn't hurt to ask for buyer representation at exactly. that point because they can be a dual agent for you mm-hmm. um or and, go yeah. out and find somebody yeah absolutely and that's one of the things too is if you came into the office if you didn't want to work with i mean into one of our open houses you didn't want to work directly with someone on our team. We also have several other agents in the office that we could say, hey, can you write up this offer for this person? Um, You know, so they could, you know, put their offer in and you feel secure about it. Why do you think people think working with the listing agent is more beneficial? Um, As a buyer? Mm -hmm. Um, They, I think that, um, maybe they think that they might be getting a better deal um you know and I, that's also it could be a benefit for the seller that's why mm-hmm. I, I mentioned that before um it could be a benefit for the the seller financially um mm-hmm. but um and as a buyer um i think that that they might feel like as though they might be getting a deal or mm-hmm. anything that yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, sorry. Were you no, that's say okay. Something? I wasn't I was gonna say anything. I'm just sending. I'm passing her a note. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the same thing. I think buyers think that going direct to the listing agent either in some way, shape, or form saves them money or um, 
gives gets the well the buyer always wants it to save them you know in all reality it doesn't in no and a lot of times it doesn't i mean the contract that a listing agent has with their seller is between them and the seller but you always hear and we've had this happen mm -hmm. you know what i mean well people will say hey um and again in in um we can't talk about uh compensation with like percentages and things like that um on the air just because of rules and regulations but you know if somebody comes to us and says oh well i'm not you you know i'm use i'm going to you directly so i don't have a buyer's agent so i should be whatever that buyer's agent would have made uh, got compensated yeah. i wanted off the sale price it just it doesn't work that way now you're asking the listing agent to do double the work you and, know what I mean? And get half the pay. Exactly. So here's, and we only have about 10 minutes left. Holy moly. Yep. Uh, we end at seven o'clock tonight. Uh, so if you have any questions, we still have some time to take your calls. As I said, Ben is in the studio. 781-837-4900 uh, is that number. And uh, we'd love to hear from you if you have any uh, topics about real estate or if you want to sort of chime in on this topic, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, at the end of the show, we're going to give you the addresses of our new listings that we have coming on tomorrow. So uh, we're working towards that. Hopefully we'll get our pictures back. But I already not, have somebody asking me about the coming suit. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Perfect. Um, but you can also watch us on FaceTime, uh, Facebook. So you can go to McNamara Broker Team and see us on Facebook and ask us some questions over there too. And um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something and I completely forgot my thought. So hmm. I, I wasn't. I wasn't on the same wavelength. Okay. So we were just talking about how people think if they go directly to the listing agent, yes. that that's the benefit to them. Um, one of the things is um, when I just feel like when you're working as a buyer's agent, you're pulling the comps. So the same thing I'm doing as a listing agent, that's one of the things that I say, it's actually one of my slides in my presentation is, don't be insulted by the offers that you receive because buyers and buyer's agents are seeing the same numbers we're seeing. Well, if we have the time, so mm -hmm. so perfect example, we, um, I took some a set of buyers out to a property in Braintree earlier, uh, not, not earlier, um, Sunday, and, as soon as we left, I knew what the house was on the market for. As soon as we left, I called up the listing agent and um, left them a voicemail, sent them a text message, no response. Within three hours, it was under agreement. And they so, never, they never so, called you back. But what I'm presuming in that scenario was that they had already had an accepted offer prior to me even getting there for my showing and mm -hmm. nobody canceled the showings. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, in that scenario... That stinks, don't you think? Oh, it's off. I mean, it was a complete and total waste of time and it was entirely disappointing to them. But this market is so fast-paced, it's making it very easy to be lazy. Um as an agent, sorry. Yeah. So lazy. Why? I don't understand. Not to interrupt, ladies. I'm sorry. It was a great entry point. We do have a caller. We have Tamika on the line. Oh, hey, Tamika. Hi, Tamika. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. How are you guys doing? We are doing fabulous. We love to hear from you. <laughs> Thank you. I know, you. Tamika, you finally called on the air. You usually call me after after the show. <laughs> I know. I'm not shy today. <laughs> Perfect. What's your question for us? Yes. Um... Well, I'm trying to see how I can word this. I'm just wondering, how do you get like a listing of homes or um, maybe even like a list of homes that you can get online? Oh, um, so if you're looking, so are you talking about if you want to view all of the houses that are kind of available within your price range 
um, that you're looking for in a certain town? Yes. Or even okay. the, all of the South Shore. If all of the South Shore. So, I mean, okay. there's a couple of different ways to do it. If you, I mean, I'm an advocate for using real estate agents, obviously. So if you're, um, if you connect with a real estate agent, us, obviously, because you're calling, right, Tamika? Mm -hmm. um, we <laughs> yeah. would set you up on MLS. <laughs> Tamika, we're your girls, right? <laughs> yeah, um, you and we would set you up on MLS and basically put in your criteria, what you're looking for. You know, um, if you're looking for a single family home, a condo, a, a multifamily, a rental, whatever, your price point and all the towns. And you'll get daily emails when new houses come on the market that match that set of criteria. You can also do customized searches in any of the third party websites um, that will update you every day when new houses come on the market. So it's as simple as going on. You do have to um, make a username and log in, um, but you can set that customized search for yourself rather than having somebody else do it for you. It's entirely up to you. Um, but that's that's my advice. That's where I would start. Ladies, was there anything else? No, I 100% I agree. I think that I think a big mistake that buyers um, or, you know, potential buyers when they're out there, you know, starting the search, they go on to all these different websites. And what they do is they're like, I'm going to go on to Zillow. Now I'm going on to Trulia. Now I'm going to go on to Realtor.com. Now I'm going to go on to this website and I'm going to go on to that website. Every single website has the same information. It's just that the information is just laid out differently. Yeah, it looks different. That's it's all. just <laughs> the interface that's different. So all of that information is coming from MLS. So when you ask us to send you emails, then you, the emails that you're getting are coming directly from MLS. So as soon as there's a change or something happens like that, you'll be able to get that information immediately. Yes. Versus waiting for these third party, you know, companies to upload and to make changes in the status. I see. Okay. That's great. You guys answered everything I needed to know. As always. All right, perfect. And wait one second, Tamika. Did your daughter have a wonderful birthday? Yes, she did. Thank you. Yes, oh, she did. Great. She I'm glad excited. that she had a great day. And thanks for calling yes. in. Thank you so, so much. You guys are awesome as always. And thank you, ladies. You have a blessed evening. Oh, thank you. You, you know how to too. get in touch with us if you want us to set you up on MLS, right? Yes, I am. Definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Have a good night, Tamika. Bye, Tamika. Take care. Bye-bye. Like you, my BFF. Man. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I didn't know her daughter had a birthday. Yeah, her daughter had a birthday. They called it, what, a couple weeks ago? Yeah, a couple weeks ago. It was oh, just nice. you and I. Yeah, it was just us. Yeah. yeah. So Tamika called. We talked to her for a while. Yeah. It was her daughter's birthday. She was in the car with her. Mm -hmm. They'd give us a call. So yeah. yeah, we love talking to her. So we only have eight minutes left here. And I really do want to give an opportunity to talk about some of our new listings that are coming up. Uh, do you want to let people know how they can listen to some of our past shows and how they can uh, see some of um, our other shows? Yeah, if you want to listen to any of our past shows, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. You can go to bostonconnect.com as well. Um, all of our contact information is there. You can call me here at the office, 781-826-8000. Um, I can connect you to whoever you'd like to talk to, unless you're calling and talk to me. And you can, <laughs> you're already connected to me. Um, you can follow us on social media, too, at McNamara Broker Team and Boston Connect Real Estate. And uh, if you have your, uh, if you have a podcast app or Spotify, iTunes, you can search um, Talk Real Estate Roundtable, or you can even search all of our names. We're that important. <laughs> We're on Instagram <laughs> and all those other things. You do a great job with all the Instagram stuff, I must admit. 
So do you want to talk, uh, tell everybody about what you have coming on in Rockland? Oh yeah. So we have, um, uh, it's a manufactured home in Leisure Woods. So it is a two bedroom, two, uh, yeah, two bedroom, two bath. It's got two living rooms, really spacious, really private. Is it 55 plus there? It is 55 plus. So Leisure Woods is a 55 plus community in Rockland. We're going to be coming on the market um, either Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, we have pictures being taken of it tomorrow. And uh, listing pr list price is going to be 175 well, I hope everything's okay out there if everybody can hear the sirens. Mm -hmm. um, but list price is going to be 175 We'll be ho hosting an open house on Sunday. Um, I believe we're going to do one to three. Mm -hmm. um, and then we also have two other listings coming on the market this week. So uh, 74 Wampatuck Road in Hingham. Uh, so that is the Crow Point area of Hingham, uh, very, very close to the beach. There's a little association, beach association down there. It's $75 a year to be part of that association, uh, which is nothing. Um, and that's going on the market for $699.99. Again, that is 74 Wampatuck Road in Hingham. It's a four-bedroom raised ranch style home. Uh, some call it a split level. Some call it a raised ranch. Uh, the town has it as a raised ranch. So um, it's it's a really really nice home. It's on 1.43 acres of oh, land. Oh, that's big. Yeah, it's a big big lot. Um, it has some um, more you know like some conservation land behind it, which is really nice because you have all that privacy and you don't have to worry about somebody being right in your backyard if you want to uh, build up or build over. It has a really really nice lot. Uh, with a lot of frontage on it so if so somebody yeah it's not oh. really set set back but it, it has a long long it's a it's, it's a wide. wide so if somebody wanted to do you know a garage or if they wanted to add up that's what's going on in that neighborhood down there people are buying homes and they're tearing them down and they're building new homes so um i don't think that you would have to do that to this one but if you are in that um desire your mindset yeah, yeah if that's well and this is where we come down to what is emotional value what mm -hmm. are you willing to pay for this home um this will probably be one of those homes we've priced it quite aggressively um the cma that i did do on this actually i'll let you know came out higher than the range that i'm on um but we wanted to keep under that 700 price mark um so that's why we're on at 699.9 um, and we're really, we've been doing a lot of promoting and coming soons. And we already have one agent who reached out to me to show it on Thursday. Nice. Um, wanted to show it tomorrow, but we just won't um, be ready uh, by then. Uh, we also will be doing an open house this uh, weekend, both Saturday and Sunday from 10 to 12. I will be there. Um, I have help both days, but I'm not sure with who. Um, <laughs> I will be with you on Saturday. You will be? will be on Sunday. <laughs> okay, perfect. So we'll be there 10 to 12. Uh, again, that address is 74 Wampatuck Road in Hingham, 699.9. And if you want more information about that and you want a private showing uh, before the open house, just give us a call. Uh, you can reach me at 781 294-4848. You can also email us, uh, goes to the whole team, McNamara Broker Team at bostonconnect.com. Again, that's McNamara Broker Team at bostonconnect.com. And we'll be happy to give you more information, set up a private showing so you don't feel rushed at the open houses. So then do you want to talk about Wampatuck or do you want me to? Intro? 
Um, and do you yeah, trail? you can talk about it because I actually haven't been there yet. So okay. Oh, I saw it for the first time today. It's it's cute. It's cute, isn't it's it? It's wicked cute from the outside. That's the one somebody's texting me about right now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So Indian Trail. Uh, so that is number eighty six Indian Trail. I remember eighty six because that's the year I graduated high school, and I know that you guys weren't we're born. Not, no, I was born in the eighties though. <laughs> so, um, so that is number eighty six Indian Trail, and that is in Pembroke, and it is a split level home so i don't want it's not like a raised ranch it's um a front to back split is actually what it is so on the first floor when you first uh, walk in you have a great big sunroom area Mm -hmm. um would probably be very easy to get some heat in there because there is a foundation underneath that you could get to the basement through that way um and then you get into the kitchen and then into the dining room and then the bedrooms are up like maybe four or five steps there's three bedrooms and I, I got to tell you, we only have two minutes left, but about this house, it was interesting because when I went there, there was carpet throughout and I said, is there hardwood under this? And they said, I, yeah, there is. So I said, why don't we rip up the card, uh, the hardwood? So oh, it makes such a difference. Oh, rip well, the carpet, what, you know, the hardwood, the <laughs> carpet. Yeah, I'm sorry. So they ripped up the hardwood and ripped up the carpet, the carpet. She told them to rip up the carpet, so that's what they did. So now there's hardwood throughout, except for the kitchen, okay? Hardwood throughout. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Beautiful. Three bedrooms, Three bedrooms, one, one bath. bath. Uh, yes. Three bedrooms, one bath. And they've done a lot of great work on it. A new door went on today. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Yeah, a new door went on, a new roof, new heating system, new, new water seat. heater. They just brought in tons of loom, um, hydro-seated. It's looking fabulous over there. So we're also going to be doing an open house over there this weekend. Does anyone remember Sunday, that? 10 to 12 and Mel- Melissa and myself will be there. Okay, perfect. So, yep, because I'll be in Hingham. So we wanted to do that early one. But again, if you would like to get into that home early, we would love to, and um, we would love to, you know, set up an appointment. <laughs> yeah. So it's a ringling. Yeah. So you can call us. My mom just said that I said that there's carpet throughout <laughs> after I made fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> so she meant hardwood throughout. There's hardwood throughout. Just, just yeah. forget it. I'm going to bed. Yeah, I know. It's been a long Just come see us on Sunday. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we'll have all that information on our pages. So make sure that you uh, check in with us. And um, we're going to be heading off at 7 o'clock tonight because uh, WATD has some big plans. I think for the next couple of weeks, we'll only be here till 7. Uh, but call us at the uh, office. time. 781-826-8000. You can go to bostonconnect.com and you can find all of our contact information there. So uh, so long, farewell. I love you, dad. Good night. Good, Good night, night mom to Melissa's mom. mom. <laughs> all right. And we are off. I'll see you guys next week. Well, I'll see you tomorrow.